When I was getting started in the film industry, somebody shared a phrase with me that has stuck with me for the last 23 years. Fast, cheap, and good. Pick two. My name's Adam Bradley, and in 2012, I wrote, produced, acted in, and edited a no-budget feature film called Yesterday Last Year. Yesterday Last Year is a mumblecore sci-fi film about a love triangle that gets more complicated once a time machine enters the picture. We shot it in nine days, with three actors in one location, for 3500 bucks. A couple of months ago, it was released on Amazon Prime and Vimeo On Demand. So in this video, what I want to do is share my experiences, the lessons that I learned, and the mistakes that I made creating this work. There's a lot of information out there about making your own work, but not enough people talk about one of the central challenges involved in making your own work, which I believe is this. Unless you have a lot of money to spend, you're going to be the one doing a lot of that work. And when you are writing and producing and acting and editing, and maybe even directing, Additional challenges come into play. For me, everything boils down to one key rule. Once you're actually on set, you're going to be under the gun and everything has to be done fast. Which means now you have to choose between cheap and good. If you've spent your time in development and in pre-production planning properly, you can get a lot of quality for not very much money. Here are some of the things that I've learned. First, you have to have partners. And you have to have partners who are in it for the long haul. You gotta have people who are right there with you on day one and who will be there all the way through till the bitter, bitter end. But you need to pick those people carefully. You have to trust them and you have to like them. You have to be able to disagree with them and resolve those disagreements without throwing shit at each other. And in addition to that, you want skill sets that complement each other. In my experience, there are people who are really good at making things happen, and then there are people who are really good at getting things done. People who can make things happen, these are the sort of people who can walk into a luxury hotel, ask to speak to the manager, and 15 minutes later you've got yourself a suite and use of the rooftop bar once it closes for the night. People who get things done, these are the sort of people who will pay attention to every single dollar and where it's going, who know what the actor's schedules are, who know who has what sort of dietary restriction, who can look at the schedule and say, yeah, this makes sense, no, we need to move this scene over here. You need both of those skill sets. And if you're writing something because you also want to direct and produce it, then you need two other partners who are going to handle those details while you're busy directing or acting in your project. The nice thing is, people who make things happen, when you're shooting, they become producers of marketing and distribution, right? Get them thinking about the big picture, get them thinking about sales, get them thinking about distribution, get them thinking about festivals. So they should be heading up behind the scenes footage, uh, photographs, interviews, all of that stuff. The people who are good at getting things done, they become the production managers. And so while you're on set directing or acting, they're overseeing the logistical details of the next location you're going to, or what's coming up for tomorrow, because you can't be doing both. When you're writing, write for what you have available. And yesterday, last year, the whole thing is set in a garage. And when the director came on board, he had his own garage, which was fantastic. Great, problem solved. Except that then he dropped out, so we lost that location. But that's fine, because our production designer, he had a workshop. So great, a garage and a workshop, they look basically the same. We're going to shoot in his workshop. 
Except that then two weeks before we started shooting, his mom scheduled a big family vacation, so he had to leave, and we lost that location as well. Four days before we're scheduled to go to camera, I'm walking around in my neighborhood trying to find a garage, and everybody that had one it was either too small or it had too much stuff in it or they wanted too much money. But fortunately, our director, Jeff Hanley, and our first AD, Youssef Audrey, they found a garage that was owned by a couple of ex-film students who were quite happy to let us shoot there. And more importantly, they let us shoot there. They let us borrow their bathroom. They let us borrow their kitchen. And they let us use their power. But this came about because I wrote something that required a specific location that I didn't have access to. And it almost ended the project. You want to do an early read-through when the script is as good as you can get it on your own. Get some friends over, get some people that you trust, and have them read it out. And have them read it out word for word. You want to hear what your language sounds like on the page. And then ask them questions. And not questions like, did you like it? Did you not like it? What did you like? What did you hate? But more specific questions. When were you engaged? When did you first get hooked into the story? When were you bored? Did anything happen that popped you out of the story? Did anything happen that confused you? Did anything happen that made you feel like, yeah, 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 more, 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 give me more of that, please? Those are the sorts of questions that are going to let you know when your audience is engaged and when they're not. Then, once you've cast the film, you want to do a second read-through with the actual actors who are going to be playing the roles. And this time, let them paraphrase if they want to. The script is there. You can always go back to the script and insist that they do it as written. But if you let your actors play around and you let them paraphrase, they may come up with a phrase, with a word, with a way of expressing an idea that you hadn't thought of that's actually better than what you had thought of. Because once you've cast it, these are the actors who are going to be bringing your characters to life. For better or for worse, they are the characters. And if they have a slightly different take on how this character might say something, give it a shot. You really don't have anything to lose. Okay, so now I want to talk about some of the things that I learned about production when you're making your own work and playing more than one role. The bottom line is, no matter what you're doing on set, whether you're acting or directing or producing, you have to be flexible. You have to be willing to take that plan that you've spent months coming up with and throw it out the window it is a lot easier to shift from one clear plan to another clear plan than it is to walk onto set with no plan or a vague plan and try and come up with a clear idea right then. So the plan that you spent months coming up with wasn't wasted. It has set you up to be able to improvise. That's the purpose of the plan. If you're acting, show up off book. And show up off book prepared to jump into any scene at a moment's notice. This is particularly helpful if you're only shooting in one or two locations because we might need to jump to scene 12 and then to scene 4 because, hey, Scott was late or Amy had to leave early. Never, ever, ever yell cut. If you're the actor and you make a mistake, figure out a way to keep going. If you're a director and your actors make a mistake, make them keep going. Don't yell cut as soon as somebody screws up a line. Force them to figure it out. There's nothing more exciting than watching somebody on camera actually figure out how to solve a problem. This scene is my favorite scene in all of yesterday last year. You went back and then came right back here. How did I do that? Well, the machine brought you back. It can do that? You said it did. No, according to this, it's a one-way trip. I mean, it's not logically impossible 
that you could do a return, but the way it's set up here, that would leave you with a, with, with no number there. The line as written is, according to this, it's a one-way trip. It's not logically impossible to do a return, but then you'd end up with an imaginary number here, which is nonsense. That's what the script says. Scott gets partway through and loses the line and stares at the board, hoping, praying that it would come to him. It doesn't. So he spits out something that's basically like what the line is. I'm standing right next to him. And what I'm thinking is, oh shit, he's lost his line. How can I help? All right, I'm just going to say my next line. How did you get back here? And I say it at the exact time that Scott figures out what he's supposed to say next. And so those two lines overlap, and then we stop and we stare at each other. And there's this moment of, are you going to talk? Am I going to talk? How are we going to, this is not the way it's written. I mean, it's not logically impossible that you could do a return, but the way it's set up here, that would leave you with a, with, with no number there. Well, then how did you get back here? nonsense. Well, you always leave your door open. That only happened because neither Scott nor I pulled the ripcord. We both stayed in the scene. We both kept working. And Jeff, the director, he didn't yell cut. He let us figure it out. So whether you're acting or whether you're directing, don't let your mistakes throw you. Figure out a way to keep moving and move through them because you can always do another take. As soon as the camera starts running, you're on. I can't tell you the number of times that we got a look or a shift or a brief little movement that made it into the final film. And if you actually listen to the audio of that take, the scene hadn't started at that point, but it's this beautiful, honest, simple moment that is in the movie. That footage is golden and you're gonna want that footage when you get into the editing room. Don't schedule your most important stuff at the top or end of the day. If you're not paying people, you can't guarantee that you're going to get exactly the same crew every single day. So it may shift, it may change. You'll probably have a core group of people that show up all the time. But then you may get a different grip. You may get a different script supervisor. You may have a different boom operator. Top of the day, people are still figuring out how this crew works. How this set works. If you put the most important stuff up first, it's going to be a little wonky. And nobody's really in the groove yet. No one's had their coffee. Nobody's fed. So start with something fairly easy so that you can bang it out, get some momentum going. Everybody feels really good because, hey, we've been here an hour and we've already got three shots off. Fantastic. Don't schedule it for the end of the day either because I guarantee you're going to get to the end of the day. You're going to be under crunch. You won't have enough time to do it properly. And then your most important scene is going to suffer. On the same note, because your crew may shift and change from day to day, know what the key positions are where you need a continuous presence. That is likely going to change with every project. You wouldn't think that having a different script supervisor every day would be so problematic. But when you're making a movie about time travel, and when you're shooting it out of order, if you look at this scene, and you compare the tighter shot to the wider shot, if you look really closely, you can see that my shirt is different. 
Now, we punched in to try and cover that, but we shot these on two different days, and nobody was paying close enough attention to what I was wearing because we didn't have a dedicated wardrobe person. And because we had a rotating script supervisor, we had three different script supervisors, because we couldn't pay one person to show up every single day. Shoot on the highest resolution you can afford. We were originally going to shoot this movie on DSLRs. And then, about two weeks before production, one of our gaffers said, Hey, I know a guy who has a red, and he's willing to rent it to you, the entire package, for 800 bucks. I can't tell you how many times that saved our ass in post-production, because we had all of this additional resolution that we could punch into and make singles where originally there was a two-shot, a dolly-in when actually it was static. We were able to do that digitally in post because we had this 4K footage that we could punch into. One of the things that I am most thankful to Jeff, our director, for is he said, look, let's not rush this. We don't need to get this done by 2014. What we need to do is make this as good as we possibly can because we only get one shot. So use your purpose Use your vision to figure out which festivals you're applying for, and then work your way backwards. Don't look at their final deadline, because by their final deadline, they've probably already started to make decisions and slot some movies in. So look at their early deadline, and maybe it's not their early deadline 2020, because if that's three months away, you do not want to rush through your post in three months. Early deadline 2021. You're much better off taking that extra year and making your movie as good as it possibly can be. Yesterday last year took four years to go through post. Some of that was just syncing up the four separate audio tracks with the video. Some of it came about because we cut the whole thing together in a linear chronological way, which is how it was written. And then when we got to Picture Lock, Jeff said, you know, this movie's about time travel. Why? We don't need to tell it in a linear way. Let's tell it out of order. Let's start with scene four, and go four, five, six, and then loop back to scene one. Okay, so we did that. And we spent almost another year recutting the film, reorganizing it, recutting the scenes. And we were both really, really happy with it and excited. This was sort of new and exciting. And then we got to Picture Lock and we screened it for a couple of people. And an editor friend said, look... It's really interesting, and I enjoyed watching it, but I spent most of my time trying to figure out what the sequence of events was, whether this scene comes before or after the scene that I just saw. And so what I'm not paying attention to is the love triangle. I'm not tracking the emotional entanglements of the three characters. And as soon as he said that, Jeff and I both went, yeah, shit. Because that's the core of the movie. Right? This film really is about a love triangle. It's about betrayal and forgiveness. The time machine is just there as a complicating device to make things worse for the characters. Once the movie becomes about the time travel, it's no longer really being successful. So, we went back to the drawing board. We reorganized everything back into linear fashion. We took another six months to put it back, lock the picture... And then cleaning up the audio took a year. Simultaneously, we were getting the score done. That took about a year.
But we took that time because the movie is much better now than it was in its first incarnation. Making a movie on a well-organized film set is an amazing experience. There's nothing else like it in the world. When the whole team comes together and everybody knows what story they're making and why they're making it and what they're doing, and you're firing on all cylinders because everything's really well prepared, and the crew is being taken care of, and the actors are bringing their A-game, and the directors are bringing their A-game, and the producers have all their shit together. There's nothing like that in the world. So go out, plan your shoot properly, so that when you get into the thick of it, you can throw everything to the wind and improvise. I'm Adam Bradley. Thanks for watching.